Welcome back to Baytown Engage. I have with me one of my most favorite people. I know I say that a lot on here, but no, I really mean it this time, all the time. One of my most favorite people in the city, Rachel Philo. Hello. Hi. You're the talent management specialist for the city of Baytown. I am. That is a lot. It's a heavy title. (laughs) So tell me, what is a talent management specialist? That is a very good question. It's a lot of things. Mostly it's uh, training and anything else that needs to be done to help our workforce stay here and be the best that they can be. So it takes on a lot of different facets. We're sort of figuring it out as we go along. Um, Just I feel like MacGyver some days. Yes. Yes, which is one of my favorite things to do. But it's sort of thinking, hey, is this possible? Let's see if we can figure it out. And we just sort of dive in with both feet and see if we can figure it out. And if we do, yay. And if we don't, we move on to something else. So before we get into the whole nuts and bolts of your talent management specialist, what was your journey to the city of Baytown? So I'm not originally from the Texas area. I am a Yankee from the state of Washington. And my husband's from here. So he was stationed up there in the Air Force. We got married. He got out. We moved down here. And I had a few jobs. Other jobs down here, I did car insurance. Yay. For me, my child tells me that I'm the devil because I was an insurance salesperson. (laughs) That's so harsh. I know, right? Um, And a few other jobs. So a lot of administrative type jobs, um, which I enjoy doing. And so when I applied for the city, it was a job. It was an executive assistant job in the city manager's office. I had the skills and experience to do it. So I got hired, not really understanding or having any concept at all of what a city does, what that looks like. To me, it was just a job. I needed a job and it was a job. So I took it and just absolutely fell in love with what local government does and the difference that we make on a daily basis Mm -hmm. in people's lives. I'm constantly telling people, you know, it's fun to vote for the president, but if you really want to make a difference in your day-to-day life, you need to show up in your community because what we do here, how much we pay for water, how much we pay for trash, which roads get paved, those things that matter, the roads you drive on every single day, that happens right here. And so I had no idea the things that a city did. And then really getting to see the sort of behind the curtain, the background of how a city operates from the city manager's office, Mm because you really get to see that. 50,000 foot level view was just amazing. And I loved it. Loved my time in that office and just everything that I got to be a part of. So how did you become from that and falling in love with the city of Baytown and city local government to being the talent management specialist? So we did start the Pipe Academy about five years ago, and I was lucky enough to be in the inaugural class. My boss, Nick Willery at the time, was one of the sort of founders of that. And so he let me participate in that. And I just loved it and found that I I had some talent in training and seeing the world through that lens. It sort of came naturally for me. So I was able to be really involved in the startup of that whole thing and and lend my time to it. And that just turned into as the program grew, it needed a person to sort of shepherd it along and and do a lot of the coordinating behind the scenes stuff. Because as you can imagine, there's a lot of things that go into it. Many moving parts. Yeah. (laughs) So we got to the point where we needed that position and I applied for that position. And because of my my time with the program and and the people that I knew from my time in the city manager's office, I was really able to make a difference and be a part of that. So I took on that role at that point. It was still sort of under the city manager's office, but it really made sense for that to be moved to HR because that's what HR does, right? Right. We do organizational development, which is where training and talent management and all that comes from. the employees, keeping everyone happy, making sure we're all moving with the times. Exactly. So you said Pipe Academy and people would be like, "What, what are you talking about? What is the Pipe Academy? So please tell everyone what is the Pipe Academy? So the Pipe Academy, because we're the government, we love acronyms. So PIPE stands for Performance Improvement and People Empowerment. And really the goal of it is to connect people together 
and due process improvement. That's really the whole nutshell in a basis. That's what it is. Um, so as you know from previous podcasts, Jamie and Nick went up to Denver. They have the Peak Academy up there. Mm-hmm. Pike's Peak is right around there. So they have the Peak Academy and we took a lot of that curriculum and brought it down here, but we really made it our own. We changed it a lot. We developed it specific to us and how our organization operates and what's important to us. And so we needed a new name. So we had the Pipe Academy and it's a facet of our training program. Obviously, there's a lot more pieces to the training program, to the hub. There's some personal stuff to help you with time management and all those sorts of things. There's, you know, technical training like Microsoft Office and all that. And then there's sort of our process improvement training, which is the Pipe Academy. So we have the Green Belt, which is a one day class, sort of an introductory. Here's what the Pipe Academy is and here's what process improvement is and just kind of learning the concepts. And then we have Black Belt, which is a five day training that really dives deep into those concepts and lets you practice them in a real world scenario and really start to use the tools in your day to day life so that when we all go back to our offices at the end of the day or our field work or anything, whatever it is, we sort of can lead those process improvement projects among our coworkers. That's really the goal. So is it safe to say that this is an academy that's set up to truly, because most people who know about local government or any organization, when you've been around for a very, very long time, you have old practices. I don't want to say old mindset, but you're just like, well, that's how we've always done things. You have, you hear that quite a bit. You go into a new job. Well, that's how we've always done it. You're training someone. Well, that's how we do it. And I think we come from a culture of not questioning that's how you've done it. That's how we do it. So just do it this way. And with the Pipe Academy, you're implementing different practices and also empowering people, tell me if I'm wrong, to question and not just question it, but also find a way to improve the process. Absolutely. 100%. That's the goal of it, that people empowerment part of it. We want the people who are doing the work to feel empowered to make those changes. It's so often we come onto a new job and we get handed a process and we learn that process and, and we get told that's the way we do it. And so we're new and we don't want to ask questions because we don't want to be questioning people. We don't want to act like we know everything. We just want to, you know, sort of figure things out as we go along, right? And by the time you sort of pop your head up and go, hey, I wonder why we do this. You're already so used to doing the process that way that you're blind to what may be right. living within that process, right? And so we really want to challenge people to look at their processes differently and to feel empowered, to feel comfortable, to feel encouraged to go, why do we do it that way? And if the answer is because that's the way we've always done it, we probably shouldn't do it that way anymore. I mean, think about how much has changed in the last five years, 10 years. Yeah. Some yeah. of these processes we've had in place for 20 years, the people who started them don't even work here anymore. Right. And we're like, why are we doing this? And nobody knows why. Because yeah. you, you sort of, you didn't build the process, you get handed it. So you don't really know the why behind what created it. Mm-hmm. And it can be really hard to, to question that why and to see it from a different point of view when you've been doing it for so long, it's like breathing now. So that's really the goal of this is to get people to start asking those questions and to feel safe enough to go, hey, why do we do that? Overall purpose. Yeah. So is it required for new employees to do Greenbelt? It is absolutely not required, but it's so highly encouraged. We are lucky enough in the new employee orientation, we have sort of a a presentation on Greenbelt because we really want to grab people from the beginning and say, hey, you're new. You have fresh eyes. We want you asking why. We want you looking at these things and saying, what is this for? Because everybody has life experiences. Some people come from other cities. Some people come from the private sector, but all of us have those experiences and we all have different ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. And we aren't arrogant enough to think that we're doing it the only one right way here in Baytown, right? Uh, Never. Never. (laughs) Never. Um, And so we really want people from the beginning Mm -hmm. to start with those fresh eyes and to start asking those questions. And we've been really fortunate. We have in our Greenbelt classes, especially the last, I don't know, four, five, six of them, we've had people that have been here a month, three months, seven months, right? Mm -hmm. So we're getting them really early before they get ingrained in those new systems. And it's been really fun to watch. 
and be part of. So would you say that with the Pipe Academy has reshaped our local government and the employees? I would say yes. We've trained over oh close to 400 employees in Greenbelt. That's almost half of our employee base, right? So the concepts, the ideas, the imagination behind that is just really out there, I think, in our workforce. And I think people, even if they aren't on a day-to-day basis writing up a Greenbelt project, they're still thinking about their world in a different way. And not only that, even more importantly, in my book, we're connecting people together. When I first got on board here, and I think it's true of many organizations and especially many local governments, it can be very siloed. You know what you do in your lane and you stay out of other people's lanes. But what you don't realize when you're in that world is that someone from a completely different department doing a completely different job may be having the same issue that you're having. And if we can connect those two pieces together, those two people can work through that issue totally separately and fix both of them and have that connection. And I think that's the power of Greenbelt, Black Belt, the Pipe Academy, is getting people from across the organization in one room together, people they never would meet or talk to on a daily basis, and work through problems together. And every time we do that, we see these connections made. We see these light bulbs going on. We see these aha moments of people just really thinking, oh my gosh, they're dealing with the same thing as I am. We're not so different. And that, I think, changes culture quicker, better than anything else we could ever do. So let me ask you, because we want to tell people too much about it, (laughs) but I would love to tell us a little bit about what happens in the Green Belt class Um, and what happens in the Black Belt class. It's a fun thing. Fun things. We we love to do activities. Uh, We love teamwork together. We definitely push people outside of their comfort zones, but in a really good way, in a safe way, right? It is a safe space to be goofy, to fail, to mess up, to give the wrong answer because we just have fun with it. Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes this training so different is we developed it with just a lot of humor, a lot of fun. Our activities are challenging, but in a fun way that people really enjoy and you get through the activity and you get to the end of it and you've learned something, but you've been laughing the whole time. And I think that's what makes the difference in this type of training as opposed to maybe some other types of trainings that people might have gone through. And that fun really just opens up the room. And so people are much more comfortable with being vulnerable with each other and just saying, hey, I don't know how to do this and I don't know what the problem is, but I know we can figure it out together. So in most of the classes, there's some lecture. There's some because you got to learn the new concepts, but there's not a lot of sitting around. We're usually up, moving around, doing activities. I know. Nobody is falling asleep in our class. Not at all. Not at all. I will say this, though. I think what's really great when you work for a city, our city is not huge compared to some big metropolitan cities, but our departments are far enough spread apart that you really don't know everyone. Yeah. But when you go through the pipe, as a new employee going through Greenbelt, I had been here for years, went through Greenbelt. I was like, oh, you work for a department? You work for... And with us here at the library, we're like away from everyone, like the little redheaded stuff children like away from everyone and then it kind of brings a community when it comes to the employees now everyone knows at least someone in a department like you know someone you can contact I know someone in planning or or finance or whatever it is and they know your name you're like oh yeah we were in this academy together or we come to help you reformat something and what I want to add is what I love about the pipe is you don't have to be in that department to help make a change in that department right we all kind of now feel comfortable communicating with each other I need help proofreading something I need help with how this may sound and you may enlist someone who's not in your department 
department, that outside eye to kind of help you out with that. Absolutely. It's huge. It makes a huge difference for us Mm -hmm. here. And I think that's what's really set us apart in this training. And we've been fortunate enough to have people from outside the city also take the training with us. We had a couple members from the United Way do the training with us. We've had a couple Goose Creek school members and they really enjoyed it as well. Uh, One of the workers at Lee College came and joined us because they wanted to sort of spark that same type of mentality, that same type of process improvement in their processes as well. And they really get to be a part of it and then take it back to their organizations as well. So what are you most proud of? Oh, wow. I guess just the whole journey, right? This was such an unknown and we really were just winging it and like, hey, this could work and let's try that. Mm -hmm. And now we're in this place where we've sort of got a reputation among the people who've taken the class and they enjoy it and they send their coworkers and they recommend it. And I think that trust that people put in us, that this is going to make a difference, that this matters, that they're spending their precious time with us, right? Mm -hmm. I think that above anything else is really important to me just to be able to be a part of that, to, to look back over the last five years and be like, oh my gosh, look at what we did. I can't believe we're here. This could have epically failed. And yet we're still moving forward. We're still making a difference. We're still challenging people and encouraging them. And just the feedback we get from the people who go through the class are just, it's really encouraging to to us to be a part of that. So let me ask you, you know, you know, a classroom, you need that type of, with pipe, you want to be in, in your face, teamwork, COVID happened yep. and it slowed things down completely. And I Definitely. think you're now back to face to face. We are. How was it for you shaping pipe academy? me in 2020 when there was the unknown what was that for like for you it was challenging of course we were along with everybody else kind of just figuring out how to get through each and every day not really knowing what the next day would bring of course being in HR we sort of had to come up with policies and procedures and stuff very quickly and by we I don't mean me right (laughs) (laughs) but I was a part of uh, proofreading a lot of policies and a lot of uh, this that and the other and of course we were making it all up as we went along as were most people so Mm -hmm. so pipe really kind of took a a back seat to that because we were just trying to get through the day right and Maslow's hierarchy of needs we were trying to make sure people were safe and could do their job and could come to work every day and if they couldn't how that worked so we put pipe on hold we were lucky enough we did a black belt class in February of 2020 and then of course everything kind of started shutting down in March so we had just gotten through a black belt class and we did have a couple green belt classes scheduled and we bumped those to the summer months and we did actually hold those classes in the summer of 2020 we limited them very significantly usually we have 25 people in a class we have five people per table five tables in there and it's a lot of group work so during that time we had between five and ten people in the class and we only had two people per table and we had them spaced apart and we changed a lot of the activities so that they were socially distant we created a couple of sort of instead of doing an in-person activity there were some online ones we were all still in the room together but people stayed separate and did them on a computer at the table and please know that I use that word we very lightly it was Leslie I'm the cheerleader and the coordinator and Leslie does all the hard work. (laughs) Just know that. Uh, yes, she's ma'am. amazing. Uh, so let me get this real clear. Right real now. clear. That was all Leslie. Um, she's 
amazing to work with. I love working with her. And so we did that and it was challenging because part of the beauty of Greenbelt Black Belt Pipe is the fun we get to have, mm-hmm. the interaction we get to have, the collaboration. And so when you limit that and when you put people at a distance, it really changes the energy in the room. So uh, we were somewhat disappointed with how it actually ended up turning up. So we decided to kind of put a pause on Greenbelt Black Belt until we could get back together and do it right. Because as Jamie is famous for saying, this can't suck, right? Like no, we <laughs> we have to do it right or people are going to sort of not want to be involved in it anymore. Right. But people want to be involved totally. Yeah. So let me ask you, how can we get involved? Uh, just come, right? Registration. <laughs> just show up. Just show up. No. We may not be there that day. You but show, just show but up. But just show up. Uh, so in NeoGov Learn, which we all have access to, NeoGov is what we have to go into to do our performance evals. So NeoGov Learn, where you can sign up for Greenbelt Black Belt. We have a Greenbelt class coming up in November. Everyone is welcome. Everyone's invited. We do those regularly. Black Belt, we do more by invitation only. So if you're interested in that, if you've done your Greenbelt project and you want to move on, let me know. And I sort of have an interest list and then we kind of figure out how many people we can do. Again, we are going to try to do a Black Belt class in October. But, you know, based on COVID numbers and whatnot, it will really shape how many people we end up having in the class and how we do some of the activities. So, but we're still moving forward. And kind of the next phase of this, what we're really kicking off right now is our, I guess for lack of a better word, like our pipe alumni reinvigoration, I guess I'll just call it. I don't know. That's what it's called. That's the email. I'm just going to make it up as I go (laughs) along, right? That's pretty much what we do. Just make it up as we go. So the goal of this always has been to train people how to do this and set them loose in their departments and empower them to own the changes within their area that they have Mm -hmm. influence over. And sometimes that happens and sometimes that doesn't. And so it can't just be one person crying out in the wilderness like, hey, let's do this thing. It really has to be that grassroots connection, right? So we've trained a ton of people and we have people that have really a lot of passion about doing this, but we want to sustain that passion and we want to continue those connections moving forward. So the next phase of what we're kicking off here in the fall is uh, what we're going to call Pipe Connections. And it's monthly activity that we can do as Pipe alumni to continue that engagement, to deepen those knowledges, that those things w- that we've learned during the class. Some people, it's been a few years since they've taken the class and they might need a refresher on mm-hmm. how to use a tool or what this concept is. So it's going to be a different thing each month. Could be, you know, maybe a gimbal walk where we go and we watch a process and then we talk about it. Or it could be a book club or it could be, you know, we just all get together and we start talking about what needs to be worked on and what can we improve and those sorts of things. So it's just a time for everybody to get together and to continue to talk about this and to empower them to continue to make changes and strengthen those engagements that we have with each other. Well, Rachel, I want to say thank you. Thank you. You're so informative. <laughs> so, so good. I love it. Thank you so much for doing what you do. And thank you for explaining to everyone um, within the city and outside of that what we're trying to do to improve, to make sure we're good for our citizens and make sure our processes and everything else is up to date and up to speed and going with the new wave of things. And yeah, hopefully, like you said, empowering employees to come in work for us or we here realizing that you have a voice if you see the needs to change figure out the change and present it and maybe it, you never know what can happen with that so thank you so much for doing this absolutely thank, thank you, for, you for having me with me of course thank you so much for listening to baytown engage be sure to subscribe to our show on podbean apple and spotify stay tuned